Hey everybody, it's Cy Amundsen. Hope you guys are ready for a hot little epi. That's what we're calling episodes now. God, I hate myself so much. A um, couple of quick announcements before the show starts here. If you want to get caught up on Chad Daniels' tour and his newly announced dates, head over to xvideos.com. That's xvideos.com. Enter Chad into the search bar. It'll probably bring it up. And big announcement. Uh, a lot of you guys have been messaging us, uh, critiquing us on the fact that we never come through on any of our promises, which is fair. Uh, and often when you do that, I like to respond with the fact that I have a disease and then you feel bad about yourself and then I feel like I've won. Well, in this case, you have won. Many of you have been messaging us about actually putting out merch like adults, like we've promised we were going to. Well, we are going to start doing it. We are officially going to launch some new merch at the beginning of June. And then we are going to put one new custom product. Custom. Is that the right word? Custom product out product. Is that the right word? We're going to put one new merch out every month in theory. But the point is, beginning of June, there's going to be some new shirts. There's going to be some coffee mugs. There'll be some other stuff that's yet to be determined. We'll be announcing what it is uh, coming up soon. And we think you guys are going to love it. And we think you are going to like the show today. Maybe heads up. It's a little aggressive. Enjoy it. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Thank you for joining us once again. Yes, I speak like I am from old England once again. Where have you been? Across from me, speaking of uh, beans, he does eat a, a good diet to make sure that there's uh, no inflammation in his body. Hey guys, guess who it is? It's Cyrus Amundsen. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, the king of cryptocurrency, Cy <laughs> Amundsen. It... You may get host SNL pretty soon. I am... I am, uh, I, what's the opposite of a king? I'm the peasant of cryptocurrency. Sure. I, I got, this weekend, I got real into trading cryptocurrency uh, over the, you know, everybody, <laughs> it's been the rage for six months, so I thought I should get involved the last two days. Uh-huh. And uh, J Jenna, uh, Jenna refers to the hobby as something her ideal husband would not participate in. <laughs> And it was a, it was a real uh, it was a real stereotypical why you shouldn't be involved in those things weekend where I put a little bit of money in and it mm -hmm. went nuts and I made money and I was like, well, this is easy and I'm a genius. So I dumped a bunch of money in <laughs> and then all my money disappeared and I haven't told Jenna about the second of those two things yet. <laughs> I can't believe your money disappeared investing it into fake stuff. But the, the problem that I have with cryptocurrency and also the thing that I like about it is, and this isn't completely accurate, but it feels like anyone, there are so many coins and right. it feels like anybody can make one, you know, yeah. and they get really vulgar in their names the lower you get down on the list. <laughs> so you're picking, you're like, all right, do I want to invest in Bitcoin? Ethereum or ooh, queef diaper coin. Like the there's 
there's no, there's such a. I did just to be fair. I did throw ten dollars into Queef Diaper Coin, and it's done pretty well for me. Ah, uh, I just you know I've worked so hard for this money. Should I choose Litecoin, Ripple, or Muscle Taint Coin? <laughs> I actually. With the money that I got out of Queef Diaper Coin, I put it into Butt Comfort Coin. And I mean, ironically, it's exploded. I got dad jokes. If, if, if you think cum fart is a dad joke, that's pretty vulgar for a dad joke. That's not even. You know what? I bring it. You, you want a dad joke? I bring it. I that's bring a, the heat. Yeah, that's a sort of, that's a joke that a dad makes on FaceTime because he doesn't live with his kids anymore. <laughs> yeah that's one of those like hey guys i can only see you i have to whisper it in your ear because the caseworker is at the table with us <laughs> yeah. for my one hour that i get to see you well i just i needed a new hobby because i've i think i've worn out my welcome with fighting with people online like that was a big pandemic hobby for me and i don't get riled up i just like i just like sparring oh time 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 <laughs> time and by time i mean time out and by time i mean are you losing time do you not know what happens dude i saw you there was something about your mic your lav mic and somebody goes oh it sounds like your mic is in your throat and then the next comment i read (laughs) was i'll fuck both your parents in their throat and make you watch and so then i go Oh, I have to click on show more replies because obviously something ramped up to this. No more replies. You just went from your mic sounds like it's in your throat to throat raping to parents and making them watch. It's crazy. But just fairness to me, I never said throat fuck. That's a really aggressive term. He said your mic sounds like you're in, it's in your throat. And I said that I was going to throat his mom and his dad and then make them fight over me so they get a divorce. So it was a little more nuanced. Well, to be fair, when you text me, you forget words all the time. So I just assumed you forgot the fuck part of throat fuck that's fair no that's fair i and i that's that's a guy who messes here's the thing we get along great with that dude i don't know what his real name is i think his his twitter name is bobon or some ridiculous shit like that that's probably Mm -hmm. his first name so that was nice and mean to say but i (laughs) i love i love the people who send us like mean things like that are funny mean and then you can just say something really mean back like i just recently caught a big time facebook warning for telling a guy named larry to double eat my ass and (laughs) facebook gave me the warning so i screenshotted the warning and reposted it uh just kind of daring facebook to ban me because i think that would be good for me and everyone else but that's no doubt larry's a good guy i like i like the i like the fun you're an idiot, you're a loser, back and forth, I'm going to say something mean to you. It's it's kind of yeah. like having a dumb heckler in a show, except these are not dumb hecklers, <laughs> they're fans. Who, the problem with this right. podcast is when we started it, you and I started taking shots at each other. So everybody yep. now, that's all they do is just take shots at us, and I've got my guns in my holsters. Yeah, I, where, where I want um, an explanation of why they'd be coming at me that hard, you just go... No, no, here's what's happening. You know how you were just, you asked me to sip some water? I'm going to hold you underneath the ocean for 10 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's a lot of fun. 
I have a really, I have a really nice time doing it. <laughs> I'm gonna kill my fucking dogs. So for the audience right now, Chad made the gutsy call beforehand. Get down. <laughs> Chad made the gutsy call pre-show to leave his dog in the house because he'd left him there throughout the day. He he hasn't had a chance to roam around, and he right. is literally acting like a bear with human traits trying to pull stuff off the stove, picking up water yeah. bottles. He's going, Poe is losing his mind. He's such a dink. Listen to this. So I'm supposed to golf yesterday, right? It's mm-hmm. a 35-minute drive to the golf course. My tee time's at 9.16 in the morning. 69. I get up at, I get up at 7.30 <laughs> to let him out and run around, and he will not come in. He just won't come in. and I, So I get there right when everyone's teeing off. But before I did, at about the 55-minute mark of waiting for him to come in, I Google searched how to make a golden doodle come. And uh, I know. You should see what pops up. First of all, I'm absolutely on a bestiality list by the, the feds, for sure. Because not only did I click on it, I didn't like shut it down right away. I actually <laughs> read some of the stuff and I'm like, what is happening right now? I'm going to stick my finger up my dog's ass. He won't come here. Are you not getting the question? And then I went, oh, because I was so tired. I was so tired and so flustered from trying to get him in here. It was unreal. This weekend, as a heads up, I did lose $4,000 on doodle cum coin. <laughs> I'll have to look into that for sure. So um, went to my mom's today and uh, she has a dog as well. And so the dog is like kind of well, licking me and stuff, but I'm so sick of my dog that I take it out on her dog. So then she's trying to cheer me up and she tells me this story. She had a problem with her vacuum where she could not get it to start. She knew that the brush wasn't spinning. So she calls, I'm going to tell it how she told it. Okay. okay. Keeping like my mother is uh, a wonderful lady. Sure. She calls and she says, "So I get uh, I get customer service, and of course it's not in America." That's how she started. And so I'm like, "Uh oh, this is going to be one of these stories." But then she goes, "The lady I spoke with was so wonderful and so helpful. So." Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, we're going through all the steps and she, I'm told her, I watched the YouTube video, how to get it started. And she said, okay, well, let's go through some checklists here. Is it on level one for hardwood floors? Is it on level two for carpet? And she goes, yeah, I have it on level two for carpet. Cause I was going to vacuum a rug. And she goes, okay, did you step on the button on the side? Because if the vacuum is all the way up and in the upright clicked position, the brush won't run because that's kind of neutral for the vacuum. And my mom goes, oh, my God, that's what's happening. I just feel ridiculous. Thank you so much for your help. And the lady goes, would you mind taking a survey to let them know how I did with your problem. She goes, I would love to. (laughs) Then my mom hears a click and she goes, Karen, you fucking idiot. I cannot fucking believe that you don't know that a vacuum. How long have you been vacuuming clothes, uh, floors, you stupid piece of shit? Like really giving it to herself. And she's just like walking around the house. God damn it. That's embarrassing. I mean, you got this nice lady on here and you're being such a dipshit. And then... (laughs) 
she hears the lady and she's on speaker. She hears the lady go, sorry, I'm having some trouble connecting you. Um, are you still, are you still willing to take that survey? And my mom just goes, oh no, you heard all that. And she goes, you know, I did, but I wasn't listening. It's fine. You're really embarrassed. And my mom just goes, oh God. And so she goes, I gave her all tens across the board. I didn't even listen to the questions. I just gave her all tens. Which is interesting that I hear my mom talk like that because I go, oh, okay, my life makes a lot more sense right now. Yeah, what did she stand in front of the mirror and question her weight while she was at it? This is just just flipping her tits. (laughs) Nice jokes, you idiot loser. Just (laughs) boing, boing, boing. (laughs) This special's never gonna make any money, and then she just slaps herself in the face. Oh, you get all these people putting all their hopes and dreams on your jokes, you loser. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry, were you still listening? I just need a vacuum, help with vacuums. The two things. One, I love it when people complain that customer service is in another country. It always makes right. me laugh because, hey, I wish all jobs were in America. That's not some jingoistic bullshit. I just think if we didn't have dickhead billionaires shipping jobs overseas so they could sell their shit cheap, they, you know, blah, blah, blah. Don't let me get into a TED Talk about jobs and factories Hold in on for a second, sir. Hold on for a second. If it were not for billionaires and their inability to pay taxes and keep jobs here, how would America stay afloat? That's an American sucking a billionaire's dick because I don't understand how it happens that middle-class people always stick up for billionaires. I will never, ever get it in my whole life. What I don't get even further is how are you so, like, how does the argument that prices will go up if I have to pay, like, when a billionaire goes, yeah, if I have to have my my stuff here, well, then, you know, your products are going to cost more. No, the consumers have the final say. If we go, sure, if you want to charge that much, you can take your billions of dollars and fuck your own butt with them. Like, you don't, (laughs) they need someone to buy their shit. I, I sorry, I, I also didn't pay my taxes and I'm putting all that money into fuck your own butt coin. I I don't I don't ever I, I'm all for jobs in this country, but it always makes me laugh when people complain about customer service in other countries because have you ever spoken to a customer service there is no job that an American thinks they're more above. Like I think there are people who would rather wipe actual monkey asses than be do customers like an american in customer service is insufferable yeah i I can tell you right now that i mean i haven't had a boss in 23 years thank goodness because a boss or being in customer service i could not handle i mean I, i i'd be a serial killer I'd absolutely be a serial killer if I had to answer people's questions daily and listen to them complain and tell me I'm wrong nonstop. I used to cook. I think I've told this story on the show before, but I used to cook at a deck bar and grill. And they made like I have the personality to bartend, but I have the patience of a guy who shouldn't even be allowed within 30 feet of the bar. There was a guy who complained multiple times about how warm his burger was. And so I tried to heat it up with my breath and hand it back to him. And I talked like, I, I very I've much, never heard that story at all. I very much get it. So he was just some paunchy penguin of a man in a fucking Jimmy Buffett shirt. 
ordering daiquiris and complaining about his $12 hamburger. Relax, Dell. We get it. We get it that your wife emasculates you in between you selling farm machinery to small towns, but you don't need to take it out on Joel and I's hamburger, you twat. Wasting away again in Sagaritaville. <laughs> okay, let's detour. Let's let's let, let's move out of I f- I'm feeling really ranty today, and I know that only a portion of our audience really likes that, so I'd like to shift. Yeah, I know. We've we've been aggressive so far today. A lot, lot of bombs, a lot of sexual positions. A lot of sex coins, a lot of aggressive stuff. Yep. So I, Mike Cronin, oh, friend of, yeah. the, friend of the program. Sure. Uh medium performer on the program. I mean, he did great in the episode that aired, but I think when you take into consideration the, what was it, a dozen some episodes that didn't air? I was going to say, if you average it out, he's way down to like 20%. Yeah, great, great episode that aired. Uh, But friend of both of ours, friend of the program, he pranked me this past week in a way that was pretty impressive. (laughs) and we you know i love pranks yep i absolutely no and and i draw that line i'm not i don't like pranks that like terrify or hurt people right right but i do like a good prank that you know kind of just fucks with someone's day and it's got a really fun reveal to it right uh jenna and i have purchased a home that's where this all started yeah i love it Yep, we are we are no longer going to live with my brother and his wife and his baby and their dog. We're having to venture out and just be a regular couple in a regular house, which I am not psyched about. I can't wait. For just the stories alone for the show. I'm excited. Well, and here's the thing. So we bought my aunt and uncle's house. Okay, keeping it in the family. That's no surprise. The, yep, absolutely. And they are the best of the best people on earth. Okay, they are wonderful, wonderful people. And we bought their home and I've lived in the home before. So I when I first came up to the Twin Cities and then I went to go to school at Augsburg, I lived with them while I was in the middle of the very beginning of my OCD. Okay, which was near the top of its peak. Okay, and do you think that's what started it? And do you think that information could get you a discount on the house? No, and I want to leverage that against them, but they're too good of people. Okay. I mean, I don't know how good they are. They gave you OCD, but keep going. They didn't give me OCD. I walked into their home with full-blown OCD, and they were nice enough to never mention how many clothes I had strewn about in weird positions in my room. (laughs) <laughs> okay they did nothing nothing but love me they also like that's when i was going to augsburg and i remember when my ocd was horrible like to get from the classroom to my car some days could take 45 minutes and sounds awesome it was super dope and i know my height i knew my high school crush was also going to augsburg at that time okay but you know you don't really think anything of it it's, it's not a huge school it's a small school but i I don't hang out. I don't go places. I just go to class and then take 45 minutes to get to my car and then I go home. Uh, 
But one just day, a typical day at college. I was in the middle of literally hopscotching around a sidewalk with OCD, and all of a sudden I just hear sigh. And I turn around, and I know a lot of people have an embarrass yourself in front of your 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 crush situation, but yeah. just saggy eyes, just like strewn anxiety-ridden hair and face that's like hopping and skipping over like invisible lines that don't exist to turn around <laughs> and see your crush now even more attractive in the prime of their college career. That was a real, that was a real not high level moment. <laughs> so uh, that's a, that's a detour that doesn't matter at all. Let's go back to the fact that it's a wonderful house. We're really excited to live in there. If we were to change one thing about it, it would be the kitchen. Okay. The, the kitchen is a little dated. Okay. And so we were considering opening it up and doing new cabinets and countertops. I love this idea. Watch a lot of HGTV. I know that the way you increase value in your home, kitchens and bathrooms. Kitchens and bathrooms. And what does your twin brother think? Kitchens and bathrooms. You guys bathrooms are on the same and kitchens. page. Got it. Okay. Yeah. It's weird how much hotter one of those twins is than the other one, right? It is strange. It's like, hey, do you see him getting laid all the time? Grow your hair out, you fucking weirdo. Well, and let's, it's let's the only let's, thing holding you back. Let's 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 tie this together because so, there's a bearded one and a nod bearded one. So on the count of three, let's say which one we think is the hot one. Okay. One, two, three. Bearded, bearded one. one. Yeah. Bearded one. Yeah. He's so much hotter. Absolutely. It's crazy. The fact that the other guy who I guess is dating Zoe De Chanel from New Girl. The guy, the oh, not, the non-hot one is dating Zoe Deschanel. And I'm not saying he's not hot. He's also right. a hot little house fixer. He brings that tush into my house, and I'm going to talk about it with my wife all day long. But he brings his brother with, he's an afterthought. That's all I'm saying, which is crazy when I you're twins. I completely agree. That Zoe girl, she seems like the kind of girl that would just purposely pick the not hot one so she'd have something to talk about at Hollywood parties. <laughs> She's fascinating to me. In that movie with, uh, what's his... Uh, elf. In Elf. She's an Elf. Well, in Elf, she's great, but she's also in a movie with Jim Carrey. Oh, maybe yeah. Where he, with Yes Man, or maybe, I think it's Yes Man. Yeah, it's The Mask. I think she, didn't, didn't she play, wasn't she in The Mask? No, that's Cameron <laughs> Diaz. Was she, in, uh, was she in Liar Liar? Wasn't she one of the lawyers in Liar Liar? You know, we should have another spinoff podcast called Chad and Cy Try to Do References. But we just cannot do it because we know nothing about it's three anything. minutes long, and then you just hear a double shotgun bang. <laughs> I don't. You don't know shit about fuck Ozarks. Boom, that's one. I nailed it. Yes. You don't know shit about fuck this podcast. Something you and I have both probably said <laughs> dozens of times. Oh, easily. So, <clears throat> we want to do new countertops, <clears throat> and right. I posted on Facebook. Here's the thing, and here, here's my problem with people, and I, I've complained about this a lot. Everybody talks yep. about, oh, help small businesses. Oh, help our community. Oh, help the people I know. They, they need work. They're good people, right? And uh -huh. then you go and you post on Facebook something like I posted, which was looking for somebody who can do custom cabinets, right. message me your recommendations. And you get maybe two recommendations, and you get 50 messages of people going, Hey, you fucking moron. Have you heard of Google.com? <laughs> right. There's no help at all. I, I went to high school with a guy 
His name's Ryan Honest, works out of Brainerd, Minnesota. He just bought a custom cabinet business and he does stuff for like the Twins and Vikings and Minnesota Wild and real rich people. There's another one. Boom. Also, though, I don't have his number. Fucking Google it, you piece of shit. Also, if you think I've got Minnesota Twins, Viking and Wild money in my in, in my pocket, uh, you have not looked at my face in the clothes I wear in the last two years. <laughs> oh, yes, I have. That's the third straight episode you've had your weekend t-shirt on. I know what's happening over there. I, I will I will tell you that if nipple slurp coin takes off this week, I'm calling your friend. <laughs> so, fuck, Hay Bales did it. Hay Bales saw my post on Facebook, took a screenshot, sent it to our group thread, and called me a fucking moron for not using Google. And by the way, That's true. And, and I don't want to get political here, but fuck it, liberals are the worst at this shit. Democrats, they want to fucking throw their hands in the air and ask you to help everybody and look like a hero. Hay Bales is walking around the country giving TED Talks about small businesses and jerking off at Bernie Sanders speeches. And then I ask him to send me to a small business person and all he does is shit on me. You hear that? Here's, let me tell you something. I, I'm, a, I'm a little bitch liberal, but you know what Republicans do? They actually buy shit. And I'm talking about the poor ones, too. They're going to come to your show, and they're going to buy your albums, and they're not going to call you a moron. Be well, okay, I don't know that that's true. I've been called a moron by everybody. <laughs> I'm just really mad at hay bales. Speaking of Bernie Sanders and jerking off, he jerked off at so many inaugurations over the years, they made him wear mittens to that last one. I don't know <laughs> if you saw that picture. He's jerked off so many times that his hair just does what it does. <laughs> He's always in a constant state of something about Mary. Yeah. So I put that post up, right? Okay. And then I put a second post up complaining about the first post. And <laughs> then I get a couple recommendations. And then I get a text from a number I don't recognize. Okay. And the number says, hey, Cy, my name is blankety blank. I'm not going to tell you the name. Okay. Okay. My name is, I will tell you, it was a comical name. It might have, okay. it might as well have been like, hi, my name is Teddy Tiddlywinks or like Scotty Skittamarinky do. It was like, it seemed like the fakest name I've ever heard in my life, right? But it said, yep. I saw your post on Facebook. I've been doing custom cabinets for blankety blankety blank. Give me a call. Let's have a conversation. Nice. So... This seems like a fake person. So I immediately check my Facebook friend list. It is a real person. Okay. Real person on my friend list. Okay. Yep. So I call him back and okay. the, or I call him. He didn't call me. He messaged me. So I give him a call and the connection is poor. All okay. Right. It's like a, it's kind of a shoddy connection and it feels a little delayed. So it honestly kind of made him seem a little stupid because <laughs> okay. I would ask him a question and then there's this delay before he answers. And I, I asked, I was like, Hey man, how'd you get my number? And he goes, Oh, I'm friends with Derek Johnson. Who's a friend of ours who runs, helps run Acme comedy company, right? He's the general yep. manager there. Derek. Yeah. And he goes, I, you know, I used to come to the shows all the time, been a fan of yours forever, been a close fan of Derek's. I saw your post. I asked for your number because I thought that was better than Facebook. And I go, oh, cool, man. So we have this big, long conversation. And he does, 
one of my first hints was that he does mention how he'd like to do this off the books and keep his money away from the government a whole lot. Okay. And that should have been a tip-off to me, okay? <laughs> that sounds like a close personal friend to Derek, though, quite honestly. <laughs> so He's the only guy I've ever seen. He picks you up for radio in a Prius that has a camouflage steering wheel cover. <laughs> he's like, he's just fucking just fighting with himself constantly. So yeah, he has an, he has, he still has like a jailbroke iPhone three. It's amazing. <laughs> he really does. So here's why it should have tipped me off. Okay. Okay. Mike Cronin and I, who I'm one of his best friends. And I, I would say, what would you say I am to him? Like an acquaintance? Mike Cronin? Yeah. I'd say you're also one of his best friends. I mean, he chose to open for Tom Segura instead of attending and being in my wedding. So I do think oh, I, I... I forgot that part. I need to I need to rethink my answer. Sure. You guys are strangers. Yeah, I, I'm. but he is one of my best friends. And I think to him, right. I am, you know, I'm a stranger that he'd like to get to know. Uh, yeah, I mean, but not but not if he's busy working. So here's here is the backstory of our relationship. The reason I love Mike is because he's very silly and he's very fun and he's up for any insanity. And yeah. so five years ago, one day I randomly called him pretending to be a doctor. <laughs> and I, and I informed him that he I had his test results back and he had a rare case of something called leg AIDS. And. <laughs> The only way for him to deal with this was we were going to have to cut the bottom half of his body off. And then I always would throw in there that what I would probably do as a doctor of record is I would probably cut his penis off, put it in a jar and keep it in my desk. Yeah, and of course. So as the doctor, I was trying to get him to sign off on that procedure. And from that phone call, we probably went four calendar years where we talked on the phone probably five times a week for at least 30 minutes of conversation and Cy never spoke to Mike ever. <laughs> I had an entire organization of doctors and lawyers that would call him and then he started calling me as reporters accusing me of trying to start a race war and then I started calling him trying to accuse him of running a pedophilia ring and we were trying to unmask it and at some point, like it got, the characters got so weird. At one point we were playing, we were calling each other a couple times a day, being different versions of Jafar from Aladdin. Oh. Like I remember at one point I was calling him playing a character named Philadelphia Jafar. And I was like, this is, this has gone a long ways, a really weird direction. Hey, fuck you, Prince Ali. <laughs> fuck you. How many, how many times do you think that he would have to talk on the phone a day with Tom Segura to skip your wedding. This is intriguing to me. Where did he find all the time? 30 seconds. And so <laughs> I, and I got to be honest, if Tom would have called me and he's like, I'm doing Chicago, you want to open? I might have skipped my wedding. And <laughs> so I'd, I'd have zoomed in. I'd have been ahead of this whole Zoom curve. So uh, one of the things, just as a side note to all this, it got to the point where Sometimes we would call each other with important information where Cy would have to talk to Mike or Mike would have to talk to Cy. Yeah. But you, you had to get through the character. And so <laughs> you'd have to listen to the character for 15, 20 minutes. And then you'd have to ask the character to transfer you to Cy or Mike. 
and we each had hold songs. So I would have to ask like Philadelphia Jafar to transfer me to Mike Cronin. And then he would just immediately make a beep noise and sing the entire song All Star by uh, by Smash, Smash Mouth. Mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was it is it is and was an absurd relationship. And the fact that he pulled this prank off on me knowing that is unbelievable because the fact that a, a, a guy who puts in cabinets called me and was talking about the government i should have <laughs> i should have known it was coming but i didn't because of the weird echo and the delay and he had a really good backstory and he didn't use one of the typical voices he uses so i have this really in-depth conversation with this guy and mike is passing like there is no part of me that thought, oh, this guy doesn't know how to put in cabinets. So we talk sure. about the layout of our kitchen, exactly what he wanted to do. And I go, you know what would be easier? I have some videos of the kitchen. I can just send them to you. And he goes, that would be great. And so I hung up. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I could text him, but I couldn't send videos. I was like, what the fuck? But it was like, it was like I was like, maybe this is a droid problem. So I go, hey, man, I'm struggling to send you the videos. Should I just send them to you on Facebook? And now this is where a good person would have ended this joke. <laughs> and Cronin just goes, yes, exclamation point. <laughs> I mean, Cronin, here's the deal with Cronin. Of course he knows how to install cabinets. He's, he's had to have a lot of jobs because comedy has never really worked out for him. But also... <laughs> He texted me on Mother's Day and said, please tell your mom hi for me. I'm still sorry it didn't work out with us. I miss you, son. So, I mean, he's nonstop. Yeah. Oh, it's this no guy is nonstop. It is nonstop. Uh, he also, God, what did he, when we were talking about the, you remember the episode where we were deciding what my name would be if I were a radio host? You know, if I yep. were your sidekick? He was like, obviously, your drive time nickname is the Big Hurt. <laughs> Immediately the moment he listened to it. So anyway, so I, he says, yes, exclamation point. And so I go on to Facebook to this man mm -hmm. who is not involved. <laughs> and I am going to read for you the message by message interaction of me and this person. Okay. I send four videos. He responds, it took a while, like 15 minutes, because I kept texting. I was like, hey, did you see the videos? And I'm getting nothing back because it's not the actual man, right? Right. So he responds with, what the fuck is this? Which, even <laughs> though it's weird to get four videos of somebody's kitchen, is a little hot, right? Yeah, it is. It's almost like you're responding to someone who makes a comment from the show. <laughs> so I wrote back, it's my kitchen. And he wrote back 12 question marks. And then I wrote back, <laughs> what do you think? And then he wrote back 12 question marks. Copy and pasted that son of a bitch. And then I wrote back, does the stuff seem like it would check out for you? Do the dimensions look like they make sense? And he goes, what are you talking about? And I go, dude, I don't know what your problem is right now, but what do you think? 
And he wrote back, I think it's super fucking weird that you sent me these videos. And then I wrote, and now I'm angry. And it still hasn't clicked on me that this isn't the person. Because <laughs> he sounded... How because, do you not know by now? Because of the delay, he sounded kind of stupid. And even when I was um, like... So there was like this... I was like, what do you... Come on, dude. Right? And so I wrote, why are you being an asshole? And he wrote, says the lunatic who just sent me random pictures of the inside of a house. <laughs> and I wrote, I'm so confused. And he wrote, you're also a fucking weirdo. And then I wrote, fuck you, dude. And then he wrote, and this is a pretty good burn. No, fuck you, dude. You suck on KFAN, which is a sports radio station I go on every once in a while, so he does know who I am. <laughs> you suck on KFAN, and your politics are comical. So this man <laughs> does know who I am. And then I, and then I sit there, and I'm like, I have no idea what happened. And then all of a sudden, the phone number calls me back, and I'm like, what? He's going to call me after this fight? And I pick up, and I go, dude, I... I, I do not know what's happening here, but I'm not super interested in furthering this conversation. And then it was Mike just doing his old school pedophile bit. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I was like, this is Mike Cronin, son of a fucking bitch. Oh, that's so great. That is so funny. Dude, Mike Cronin has sent me videos of him peeing at comedy clubs in bathrooms I would recognize. <laughs> it's the it's he he's straight up loves that kind of stuff. Those loves those pranks. I have to tell you um speaking of reading messages, so as when I was at my mom's, she also read these mess this message to me. So my dad and her had a neighbor or something when they were growing up and his name was I can't remember Cal. I'm going to say it's Cal. And on Facebook, it was uh, people you might know in that group. And she goes, oh, it's this Cal guy. So just out of curiosity, I'm going to message him. And she goes, hey, Cal, this is, uh, this is Karen Ward, in parentheses, Daniels. And I was just wondering, you know, have, have you heard from Steve lately? You know, it's not really for me. I think my kids are wondering. And like all that. So she sends him this message. Wait, wait, was this yeah. recent? This was very recent. So, so, so just to be clear, despite your certain feelings that your dad is deceased and despite my conflicting feelings that we should find him and <laughs> do a true crime podcast about it, your mom is kind of in the middle of that conversation. She, she, she's not on either side. Right. She said, I believe my kids would like closure. Now, here's the thing. I don't want closure because that could be a career killer for me. I need it open ended. <laughs> But so she she texts him and then he goes, last I heard from him was about 10 years ago. He was in Reno, Nevada. So then my mom looks up from her phone and goes, Chad, I never knew he was in Reno, Nevada. So if we do ever find a finding Chad's dad, that would be a cliffhanger for one of the episodes. Oh, that would Just be her really looking great. Up, her looking up going, I never knew he was in Reno, Nevada. Then she goes. Well, thanks for your time. 10 years is about the timeline I've gotten from everybody else. You know, hey, thanks for getting back to me. And then she goes, then he messaged me again. And he said, no problem. Steve was a good guy. Too bad he got wrapped up in that stuff. What I thought she was going to say is, then he messaged me back again and said, hey, this isn't Cal, it's Steve. I've taken on another identity. Please don't tell the kids I'm alive. 
I'm in Bakersfield, California, some shit like that. The way I really did. The way bigger cliffhanger is that he got wrapped up in that stuff. What stuff, Cliff? Give us the specifics. Well, I would imagine drugs and gambling on flies landing and, you know, stuff. <laughs> stuff. Can I that ask you a, kind of stuff? Can I ask you a question? Please do. So what if what if we found out he's alive? Right? And what if okay. we find out not only that he's alive, let's say he's living in Nevada somewhere. Okay. Completely sober. Okay. Completely pulled his life together, embarrassed about the piece of shit he was, but pulled his life sure. together. Still not a good enough guy to let you guys know that he's still alive and kicking, obviously. Sure. But he's he's really got his shit together and seems like he's leading a decent life. What is your opinion of that? And what are how would you take and think and act upon that news? I would probably call him with some sort of recording app, and then I'd be like, uh, hey, everybody, this is Moose in the Morning. We got Steve Daniels in the hot seat, thought to be dead. He's alive. Steve, tell us about that. <laughs> I got to go. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m., so click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. <laughs>